Welcome, geeks and geekettes. You're listening to episode 5 of the Christ and Consoles podcast. I'm your host, Nick Tendo. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I want to remind all of you that we do have the option for discussion questions, whether it's about games, movies, anime, or faith. Any and all questions are welcome. All you have to do is tweet at us at the Christ and Consoles Twitter page. Uh, just ask a question and go ahead and use the hashtag CC podcast. So to kick off our podcast, we have games that are coming out this week. First off, we have Penny Punching Princess. That's coming out for the Switch and the PS Vita. That's coming out on the 3rd of April. So by the time you're listening to this podcast, it will have already been out. Penny Punching Princess revolves around the idea of money ruling pretty much everything, and while that might not be too dissimilar to the real world around us, the game uses the concept to create a genuinely interesting and fresh take on classic RPG-style action fused with some tasty beat-em-up fun. Next up, also for the 3rd of April, we have Minute. That's coming out on the PC, PS4, Xbox One, and... Interestingly enough, it's coming out on Linux and Mac. Interesting one-bit style adventure game where in minute a curse has befallen your little town where a single day repeats on a 60-second loop. At the end of each minute, your character dies and you wake up in a bed, doomed to relive that same moment over and over again. Next up, we have Dark Rose Valkyrie. That's coming out on the PC on April 10th. It's a JRPG originally that came out on the PS4 but is now getting its PC port. Defend humanity from the Chimera virus as the new leader of Japan's covert military agency, ACID, in Dark Rose Valkyrie. Battle enemies in this real-time combat action-packed RPG and investigate your party members to find and expose the traitor within before it's too late. Extinction is also coming out on April 10th. We have that coming out for the PC, PS4, and the Xbox One. Extinction is a fast-moving game about efficiently dispatching giant beasts before dashing across town to get the next one. The ogres are a threat. They can kill you with one swipe, but they aren't laborious boss fights. You want to hop across some trees, smash off some thigh armor, chop off a leg, and then take advantage of the monster's kneeling stance to attack the neck. Limbs regenerate after a minute or two, but an ogre with no head stays dead. Thank you, Dr. Seuss. You know, it's interesting, this game also, when I was looking into it, it reminded me a lot of Shadow of Colossus that came out for the PS4 a couple of weeks ago. But next we have Regalia of Men and Monarchs. That's coming out for the PS4 and the Xbox One and the Switch also on April 10th. It originally came out on the PC, but it's now getting its console port. It's a tactical RPG set in a cheerful fantasy world full of weirdness and wonder. Assemble your party, go adventuring, manage your kingdom, make new friends, and defeat your opponents in challenging turn-based combat. And that completes our games coming out this week. So for this week's podcast, I wanted to discuss an appreciation I have more for certain video games. That's not only a fun game to play for the sake of 
playing a fun game, but more I'm finding myself loving and looking more for games that carry a much deeper meaning and a storytelling aspect to the game. The first game I discovered in this area and really started this trend for me was when I played That Dragon Cancer. It's an autobiographical point-and-click walking simulator that tells the story of a man and his wife going through the battle of cancer with their four-year-old son, Joel. When I first heard the interview with the creator on another podcast, I was nearly crying hearing this guy tell the story of the true fear and pain of that battle in real life. He was nearly in tears on the podcast reliving those moments and sharing with us his journey. The game was simple in design, which allowed me to not get caught up in the graphics and scenery, but to be able to really invest myself into the story, to put myself in those places with them. As you play the game, you are struck by recordings of their conversation about Joel, some with Joel, and some with their other son, uh, kind of explaining to him, who was also very young, um, what was going on with Joel and painfully real and emotional conversations between the creator and his wife discussing their fears and options with treatments. Parts in the game where you're playing from the perspective of the father, the conversation in the room, so if he's in a room with the doctors or whoever, um, you see that the, the conversation in the room begins to fade as you dive into your own thoughts and recounts of that moment giving you more of that immersive experience. After about only 30 minutes of the two-hour game, you aren't just playing the game anymore. You're going through the journey as if you're right there in the room with them. There's a part in the game where you're in the hospital room and Joel is just is crying hysterically. And that moment in the game really, really got to me hard. Because just like how a parent can run into moments where you don't know like what's wrong um, or what to do when your child is crying and it seems like nothing is working to calm them down, I found myself uh, getting more and more worked up and emotional as I searched through all that room, uh, you know, in the hospital room, clicking on everything, just trying to figure out, like, what do I do in this game? Like, what what do I do in this moment to, uh, you know, yeah, to advance in the game, but also, you know, what do I do to, to calm him down? You know, having that crying added really added that sense to me that, I was the father in that moment, and I just didn't know what to do. There's another moment in the game where you read journal entries from his wife. And, you know, it, it's more, you know, yes, they're journal entries of her own uh, journal. She's praying and crying out to God for guidance and the faith to know that whatever the outcome is of Joel, that God has control and will take care of them. You know, yeah, she's 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 praying and, and asking for for a miracle and, and for healing, but at the same time asking that whatever it is, and even though she doesn't understand that God's will will be done in that. Um, and, and similar to that experience of reading her journal entry, um, later in the game, you're in a river where um, there's all these notes in a bottle uh, scattered throughout this part of the game 
and it turned out to be that um, people have written letters uh, to the creator just kind of sharing with him their own painful stories of losing loved ones, whether it was to cancer or losing them to another cause of death. One of the letters that really stuck out to me was in kind of different parts. Um, there was this lady who had a daughter who was a uh, young teenager, and she was in the hospital, and there wasn't much the doctors could really do. And in the hospital, her her daughter really felt like, you know, she was losing she was losing reality, losing her life, just being in the hospital day after day, you know practically living in the hospital and the daughter had found one of the other games that that the same creator had made years before and in the game she was able to kind of find that hope again even though she unfortunately did pass away she was able to kind of regain herself in um in that game by creating this character going on adventures and doing such and she was able to put herself into that game um and so the letter was just more a uh, letter to the creator from the mom expressing what his work means to her you know the the faith element of the game is also what really got to me here because um, as a Christian myself, uh, seeing this family not only going through the journey, but all the while they were crying, praying to God for his help and guidance through it all. And even though their son passed, it didn't cause their faith to shrink, but to really lean on God, knowing that not only he will carry you know them through it, but the peace and reassurance that comes from knowing Joel is not in pain and suffering anymore. But he's in heaven with God and the family will see him again one day. And of course I was crying throughout the game. You know, a couple of tears here and there. Um, you know, some parts like the crying scene got me teared up. Reading some of those letters got me really um, teared up. But... You know, it was kind of like I was holding it all in. Um, and then at the end of the game, when, when the credits rolled, it showed some pictures of Joel um, and the family. That's when I just, I lost it. You know, I had so many emotions flowing through me. You know, it was, I mean, I was feeling sadness and grief for the family, the pain they experienced. I got a taste of walking through the game as them and yet a piece that came after all of that because I also knew that Joel was with God and not in pain anymore you know and I had never played any type of emotional story driven game before you know growing up it was just Pokemon and Mega Man Sonic you know very uh just very, you know, fun games for the sake of a fun game. And it wasn't until recently um, when I had built my PC that I started, you know, I mean, I, I discovered Steam and I had this whole world of games I had never played before. And I knew that, you know, after I had heard that podcast, you know, mind you, I heard that podcast, um, gosh, it may have been two years before. I built my computer and 
that game stuck with me hearing the podcast and you know i watched the trailer for the video or for the game and i knew that when i built my computer that was going to be the first game that i was going to buy and and it was and it was the first game that i i sat there and i played right on through i was like do i want to you know do it in chunks i know it was only two hours long you know pretty much the the length of a movie um but i went ahead and played through the whole thing um and it it really you know i don't want to go on about how it changed my life and my perspective and everything but it really did change me in the sense of my view on video games and my desire for playing more video games you know of course there's fun games that i play you know, I play a whole lot of Overwatch. I'm still playing Pokemon and, you know, just so many games for the sake of playing a fun game. But after playing that Dragon Cancer, I really went on the search to find uh, more games that were heavily story driven and games that truly brought on the feels. If you haven't played that Dragon Cancer, I can't encourage you enough to go and buy it on Steam. It's only $10 for two hours of your time. And, you know, that's less than the cost of a movie ticket. But you're really paying that $10 for an experience. An experience that will, you know, really change you. If you look at the reviews on Steam and you've got people coming into it really just pouring out their hearts in these reviews and what the game meant to them and what the game brought back in them and some of their um, memories of losing loved ones and such. Um, but also, don't don't go on YouTube and watch a Let's Play of the game. You know, I remember listening to the podcast and the creator had, you know, very much expressed how um, he was against the idea of Let's Plays of the game. Um, you know, it was really, it really takes away from your experience in the game. You know, you can't really, um, you can't really dive into a game that somebody else is playing. You know, it really takes that interaction that really emotionally invests you into this type of experience. And when you play it on your own, uh, you just, yeah, you won't get that same experience through a Let's Play. Um, because also with the Let's Play, you're you're getting somebody else's commentary with the game. So you're not only focused on the game and diving into it, but you're also focused on what the person is doing who's doing the Let's Play. You know, the, the next game that I plan on playing is this game called Narcissu, where it's a story of disease and suffering, of medication and adverse effects, of thoracotomy scars and cellular poisons, of the living who cannot help but to die, and of the dying who cannot help but to live, of a resting place other than on floor 7, or at home. I also hope that this game will kind of bring on... Um, more more emotions get some of those feels going you know it's 
though it is a fictional story, it's emotional or seems emotional and captivating nonetheless. And if you want to check it out, the game is free on Steam, but they also did release the Narcissude 10th Anniversary Anthology Project, um, and that's only for $2.99, which is a port of the original but with upgraded graphics so you get a more consistent experience with the rest of the anthology. And they also have the season pass for the anthology, which is $29.99. And that includes three more stories. And that's Narcissu, A Little Iris, which is a story set in medieval Europe, exploring what it means to desire to live or die. Narcissu Zero, the original story of the seventh floor hospice and its rules. Narcissu Samir. An entirely new chapter in the series, it tells the tale of two girls who cross paths, one dying and the other desiring death, both filled with profound regrets about their respective lives. As well as that season pass also comes with the Narcissu Anthology soundtrack. It's a two-disc soundtrack for the entire series. And so after reading and looking a lot into it, after after I do play uh, the first Narcissu, I do hope to buy the season pass, but, you know, that's $30. <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy because I find it absolutely astonishing. A video game, that a video game, you know, which I spent my entire childhood just playing things like Pokemon, you know, like I said earlier, like Pokemon Mega Man and just simpler games just for the sake of fun. But now I'm seeing that games are so much more than that. It's, well, it's an art form, really. Um, and I see it's also a way to tell a story that truly draws you in. No different to the way that a movie will do that to you. You know, you know, we, we'll tend to go to the movies uh, and it'll take us from reality from a moment and it throws us right into a new world and just a new adventure. And that's what I'm seeing that games are doing now. For that moment, you are whoever that main character is. You know, you are now a part of that story. So guys, when it comes to emotional games that you have played yourself, uh, why don't you go ahead and tweet at us some of those game titles and possibly in the future we can check them out. Um, you know, same as like the uh, podcast, you know, you can tweet at us um, some of the games that you've played at the Christ and Consoles Twitter. And so to close out the podcast with our uh, next segment what you should be watching, playing, and listening to. As for watching, if you have Netflix, Yu-Gi-Oh! has added some more seasons on Netflix that I personally am planning on watching, or should I say binging. And keep in mind that this is part of the original Yu-Gi-Oh! series, the best Yu-Gi-Oh! series in my opinion. It's not like later on, um, it still follows Yugi and his friends. It's not later on when it started, you know, just getting weird and complicated and yeah. So definitely check that out on Netflix. Next up for what you should be playing. So I've also been playing this game called Orwell, where Big Brother has arrived and it's you.
investigate the lives of citizens to find those responsible for a series of terrorist attacks. Information from the internet, personal communications, and private files are all accessible to you. But be warned, the information you supply will have consequences. Now, mind you, this is a game that is, well, quote-unquote mature on Steam. You do have to input your birthday to be able to view the game, um, and that's due to some pretty just strong language. There, there's I haven't found anything else in the game that would um, deem it as mature. Um, there, There is no... I mean, there's audio because there's music playing on, and that's it. There's no, um, there's no talking. It's just you are sitting there reading through everything um, with the game playing. Um, and Orwell is on Steam right now for $10, but they also have a bundle edition, and that's the one that I bought, um, and that is Orwell as well as the sequel, Orwell, Ignorance of Strength. And that's only $14.99. So might as well get them both, you know, save that 5 bucks. I wasn't even sure if I was going to completely like it, but I went ahead and bought them both anyways just in case. Um, I really didn't enjoy it to save that 5 bucks. And last but not least, what you should be listening to. So normally... I will recommend some music, uh, but this week I'll be recommending a podcast I recently started listening to, which is great because it has like a couple years worth of content for me to just storm through while I'm working. And that is the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Try saying that 10 times fast which is a comedic fake internet court podcast where real people send in their real disputes to be settled by the judge, the fake judge, whether the case is set up in an actual fake court setting, which is structured or, you know, as structured as it can be for the podcast. Um, there's a lot of just jokes and shenanigans going on too. Um, or also after the main segment, um, they will also uh, read in some disputes that people have sent in, and they will settle those in what they call swift justice. Um, and, yeah, that's just where the the guy, uh, the bailiff, will read a dispute, and the judge will settle it right then and there just real quickly. So, guys, thank you so much again for listening to Episode 5 of the Christ and Consoles podcast. If you would like to find more out about us we are on the twitter the facebook and the instagram all under christ and consoles and if you would like to find me personally i am on the twitter at nintendo now or you can also find me on youtube on youtube i'm doing some pretty crazy snack videos where i try new stuff uh try new snacks and then blend it all together and see what happens with that and as well as some let's plays videos and there's more to come um, also, don't forget, we do have our t-shirts available to buy on teespring.com forward slash Christ and Consoles. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode, and remember to keep gaming for God's glory.